Down at Our Rendezvous is recorded before a live drinking audience. Well, it seems like a kind of a cold and stormy day to talk about baseball on a podcast in the middle of you know, winter, summer's long time off, but we're definitely getting into some baseball today on Down at a Rendezvous. Welcome. I'm Ben Higgins, along with my wife, Shell. Shell, happy uh, post-Thanksgiving. We happy post-Thanksgiving. We didn't really do a traditional Thanksgiving this year. We did nothing. <laughs> I mean, you worked, and I watched football. Well, watching football is part of a traditional Thanksgiving, it is. I guess. It is. So we got but that part covered. The teenagers were upstairs the whole day, and... I watched football. I was happy, though. So Stayed did, in my pajamas. Did you watch me at all, though? Yes. On Channel 10. I, wa- I watched your um, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. <laughs> and then that was good enough? That, it was, I was, that was enough. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. So, so You did you a mi- great job. Thank you. If you missed it, I got to fill in for Steve Atkinson on the anchor desk uh, with Kimberly Hunt uh, on the Thanksgiving night edition of 10 News at 5, 6, 7, and 11. I mean, that's a lot to be watching. It is a lot. And... Honestly, it's kind of the same story. It's the same story. On yeah. replay. It's a lot of weather coverage. Yeah. A lot of flooding. A lot of rain was coming down that night. So that was, you know, if you watched one, you were good. I had, I enjoyed it. I, um, for some reason, I don't know, just that, just that reading off the teleprompter, it just, very, I find it very common. You're very good at it. It doesn't <laughs> seem like you've... N- not done it. It's I can very it's much. Been such a long time since I've done it before. I realized I couldn't remember some of the tricks I had learned the first time, like when to kind of look down when you're in one camera and switching to another. It's always good to like look down for a second, then look over as you're transitioning. I didn't notice any of that. No, the scripts are all right in front of you in the teleprompter. You would never really have to look down unless the teleprompter fails and you have a iPad or scripts in front of you, you could look straight into the camera the entire time, but they found that if you do that, it's like unnerving to the viewers that you're never looking away from them. So you're supposed to, from time to time, look down. I noticed you looked down. I I saw that, yeah. I I kind of remembered it was like getting back on the bicycle after a while. No, you sounded great. You and Kimberly were speaking at the same volume. One thing, and you know, I've worked with Kimberly Hunt for many, many, many years doing sports, but I had never anchored a newscast with her. And one thing that struck me, I, I, I always knew she's you know, one of the best ever, but watching just the just the perfection, professionalism, I mean, just nailed, she just nailed everything. On a nothing night when she was working with a fill-in anchor, just everything was perfect. Everything was just absolutely nailed, time on, spot on, little comments, how smoothly she would thank the reporters and transition to another story and what also struck me is she was able to watch the stories as well and then be able to comment she kept like commenting like talking to me while you know the reporters go oh my god did you see that wow and I was like I'm just looking ahead at my next script and what camera I'm supposed to be looking at next I can't even think about what someone is saying but she was juggling but you, it all so easily. You, you would be able to do that if you did it at every some night. point. I mean, sure. you're like that with sports now. Like, you can, oh, sure. if your sports script or something doesn't work, you're able to just ad lib and talk and act like nothing happened. So, um, there wasn't many people there. Everyone told me, good job. I have no idea what my bosses thought or if I'll ever get another opportunity. If I don't, though, it was fun to. Um, pull out the anchor chair one more time yeah i got a little emo because people were messaging me on instagram like friends of ours but not friends that would i guess 
normally go out of their way to make sure they saw you. And there were a lot. And then a lot of people on Twitter. And I just, I got kind of emotional because it was, it was a bummer that you were working on Thanksgiving after you technically had it off. And then you called me and you were like, now I'm working. And so I was a little bummed. Um, but then when I saw the support that everyone was giving you, it was, it was awesome. I'm kind of curious to see if all the uh, the friends and family, the Twitter friends, the Bennett Woods listeners, if they combined to like bump up the ratings at all. That would be what cool. They normally would have been on a Thanksgiving night. So anyway, it was it was a lot of fun, and I'll let everyone know if I ever get asked back to do it again. You but will. Um, today on Down at Our Rendezvous, uh, we're joined at the Regal Siegel by Ryan Cohen, who has been a huge supporter of the Ben and Woods show and is uh, well-known among Padres fans and in San Diego as like Padres superfan. Ryan, it's great to have you here with Ben and Shell. I'm down at our rendezvous. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be on this podcast. Hammer's been on this podcast, yes, so it's an honor have. to share a podcast <laughs> with Hammer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we've been wanting to get you on for a while, but summer was so busy, you know, with Padres games and everything. And then now we just have to try and snag you when you're home from school, pretty much. I was so excited. I got the uh, direct message from Ben last weekend, and I was getting ready to come home. I'm excited. I knew I was going into Ben and Woods. I was going to hang out with them on Tuesday, and then I was free on Friday, you know, Thanksgiving yesterday, and I'm so happy to be here. It's really fun. How was your Thanksgiving? What do you guys do? So normally we do some big football game, soccer game, something to get out of the house, but it was dumping rain yesterday. I was... I can't sit inside all, t- all day. I'm, I got too much energy for that. So I was itching to get out. My cousins were not. Uh, my mom was very against the idea of playing in the rain. So I went to my, my uncle and aunt who were in town or at the local hotel. So I went in their hot tub in the pouring rain, which was really fun. It was really pretty. And that got me out of the house for a little bit. Got back, ate a lot of food, and uh, played Scrabble. It was a good night. Good. That's fun. So give me the history, Ryan, of your, your Padres fandom and how it – a young age, you've become such a huge fan who's actually now, like, hard to separate from the team. It's like, yeah, you think of Padres fans, like, Ryan Cohen's one of the first people you think of. That doesn't happen a lot for someone who's as young as you are. That's very nice of you to say. Um, the history is uh, hard because my parents aren't into baseball. So I don't really remember when it started. That's even more weird. Though. I know. It's I very figured, bizarre. Oh, well, maybe his parents have been huge Padres yeah, fans their whole life. Yeah, season ticket holders. Definitely not. Indoctrinated yeah. since definitely like three not. or something. Wow. It was always young Ryan asking mom and dad if I could go to you know one extra game at Petco Park. Um, and I fell in love with the team. When I was 10, they were really good in 2010. Uh, they had that great year, and then they fell off in September. But that kind of gave me hope that, oh, maybe these teams can make a run. False hope. Yeah, nine years later, nothing's (laughs) happened, but at this point, it's too late. And, uh, you know, now that I – what's happened is because I go to a lot of games, I dance like an idiot and make a fool out of myself. But people have started to recognize me, and then I get free tickets. So this year, I went to 21 games, and I paid for one of them. That is awesome. Which is awesome. awesome. You know, That's awesome. Who people wouldn't, know, who wouldn't want to tickets? go to a game with Ryan Cohen? That's it's great. Makes yeah, sense. I mean, it's well, but so your enthusiasm is contagious. I mean, I know the – couple games actually i went to quite a few games this season but when i see you up there on the jumbotron i'm like there's ryan like and i hadn't even met you until today but i feel like i know you um and it's everyone just gets so into it you don't i mean people start wanting to like dance when they see you (laughs) dance you know it's so fun i definitely do notice after i get up there if i get lucky to get up there there's definitely more dancing in the ballpark afterwards yeah (laughs) 
And I've been so now even this break I got home Monday night. This is Friday. I've been recognized twice just walking yeah. around San Diego. And when I go to a game, I'm I take at least you know, five, ten pictures, and I get recognized 30, 40 times, which is probably more ridiculous. Than, probably ridiculous. more than this guy right here. Probably, <laughs> actually. I actually no doubt well, about it. You know what? It's because you're probably more present and friendly, and Ben's kind of just walking, beelining <laughs> to different spots. And I'm not present and friendly? Is <laughs> well, that what you're saying? No, you're just not a little more you're a little more reserved right. and thinking about do what you, you have to do. Do you remember the first time you got up on the, the big screen at Petco Park? No, I don't really know when it started. I... I always am dancing. It's not like it's only a Padres thing. If I'm in a car and there's some music on, I'm just I, at a party, whatever. I'm always dancing and singing along. But I guess I – no, I don't have a specific memory of when I'm like, this is now what I want to do, but it's it's fun. I mean, I'm not – if I don't get on the Jumbotron, which happens a lot, it doesn't ruin my night. Right. Like, I'm still dancing still and having, dancing. Yeah. having a good time. That's awesome. I've got to imagine, though, that the uh, the video staff tends to look for you now at this point. At games. Now, they may not know where to find you, considering you may be in a different section every single time you go, but I've got to imagine there's been at least some. Has anyone seen Ryan? Is he around somewhere up in that, uh, in the booth where they handle all the video operations? There are a lot of nights where they'll get me one time, and then I think they kind of check it off the list and they move <laughs> on to the rest of the fans, but sometimes they definitely pan back a few times. And because that's they've fun. posted you on their social media, haven't they? Yeah, which to my friends is, you know really cool yeah. i like to retweet that or put it on instagram yeah. are you kidding that's show it off that's so fun so what did you think of the uh, the recent moves by aj preller the trade with milwaukee brewers signing of drew pomeranz just I'm a assuming of that you were listening to ben and woods when that all went down oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um it, uh, wait didn't you early. call did you call he called in i like to call in when there's something happening but that was very instantaneous obviously we've had now a couple of days to yeah. Absorb, read other analysis and kind of form more lasting feelings about uh, the trade and who won and why it's good, why it's bad. I, I think, I mean, any trade takes a while to judge. My initial reaction is we've been, Urias was kind of the first prospect of this wave that we were excited for. And I've liked that name for a long time and got to see him in the big leagues for a little bit, but never got to see him succeed in the big leagues with the Padres. So just as a fan, like an emotional gut punch there, listen, I hope Grisham becomes the next Mike Trout and Zach Davies turns into a Cy Young Award winner, of course. But it stings a little. Um, we'll see where it goes. I hope it works. I trust Preller. And Pomeranz, he was great in the bullpen last year. I mean, an elite piece there. Four years for a 31-year-old, a lot of money. Uh, you know, if he turns into an Andrew Miller, then great. Uh, if he's more like the Drew Pomeranz of old, then it's, then it's a lot. It's interesting because uh, I was shocked at the length and the, the cost for a guy who had struggled pretty badly. Um, you know, after he left the Padres, was an all-star, had a decent year with the, the Boston Red Sox, and then struggled the last couple of years as a starter. Yeah, he looked, he looked good in a very short time, a couple of months as a reliever. It didn't seem like something that would earn you a four-year, $34 million contract. At the same time, we criticize teams for just paying guys for past performance when you really should try to be paying them for future performance. And I guess in the sense that if the Padres truly expect him to be a, an elite reliever for the next, you know, three to four years, whether he's pitching, you know, eighth inning, ninth inning, if, you know, if they're unable to re-sign Kirby Yates after next year, then that's actually a bargain if, if that's what he truly is. So if that's what you're projecting him as, then you're getting him on a deal. 
obviously you never know what a guy's going to be in the future, but at least it, in that in that sense, it made it made some rational sense in my mind as to why they would do that. Yeah, and I mean, if he pitches like he did with the Brewers, then I have no problem with it at all. Uh, there's definitely a lack of track record to fall back on if it doesn't work. But if he throws like he did in the end of 2019, that's an elite bullpen piece. Then you have Kirby Yates, who's the best closer in baseball this year. Outrageous that he didn't win the reliever award. You get Munoz, Baez, Morajone, and you have a really good bullpen like that. So if he pitches like that, absolutely. I'm very happy about it. I do think it makes us better in 2020. Um, the the fourth year, the end of the third year, that's where I get a little bit concerned. We don't have this to all be about baseball, though. Um, let's find out a little bit more about Ryan Cohen. I know you're a sophomore at UC Davis. Um, like, what are you studying? What's you know the college experience for you like? Give me a little more about the, the personal stuff. Yeah, so I'm at UC Davis. I'm a communications major for now. I go back and forth on that. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. I had like eight majors <laughs> see Ryan. that makes me feel better and i've done nothing with the like nothing with i my was a major. politics major and haven't done anything <laughs> you've done related to sense. politics <laughs> or law or anything like that i mean so. i guess i was a communications i mean i was a communications major and i'm sitting here on a podcast so, so maybe there I you do. go <laughs> <laughs> it works out i'm not making any money doing this but whatever <laughs> well, you've got a um, you get a good broadcaster voice. You do. Um, Thank you. I that's don't something think you're that. interested. You don't think so? No, no. When I hear myself, if I go back and listen to the podcast or something, I think it's so high pitched. It's oh, really. Oh no! I'm not oh a fan. no! You Very sound great. Voice. No, you sound great. Thank you. Um, so, where did you go to high school? I went to San Diego. Oh, Academy. you did. And okay. Because you guys live school. here in Encinitas. Yeah. yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cardiff. Loved okay. high school. Yeah. Just the great time. Um, SDA was perfect for me. I never played football. I never cared about football. They don't have a football team. <laughs> and it was it was so great. And that made the transition difficult to college because I went from riding this high of being right in the thick of everything to a very, very small fish in a huge pond yeah. that is Davis. And it was it was a big transition. Last year was tough for sure, um, but I'm, I'm happy now. Uh, I love the friends I have up there. Every time I meet someone new, it's usually a really cool person, and it's a beautiful area. I'm really happy I made the choice. What was it that appealed to you? I mean, I, you know, it's still in California, but Davis, you know, it's definitely not Cardiff. It's you know more country, inland, up by Sacramento. It's a definitely a different vibe of California. Definitely not the same as Cardiff. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a homebody. I love where I'm from. I love my family. I love my friends here. I also didn't apply anywhere in Southern California because I was fearing that I would come home every weekend and eat my dad's cooking and sleep in my own bed. And last year, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Uh, having been through a tough homesick year, and yeah, I had great, great times as well, but there, was, there were definitely a lot of struggles last year. Um, having been through that and still you know, working to feel more comfortable in Davis, it's... I've grown a lot, and coming home now for Thanksgiving, I still love it. I'm also not miserable going back to Davis on Sunday. I'm happy to come home for the Christmas break. When winter quarter starts, I'll be all in on that as well. Now, Shelly and I had very different college experiences. I was, I was much more academic, didn't do a lot of partying. <laughs> Shelly went to Washington State and was like at the center of all social life, I think, in Pullman, Washington, from what I can I did not have an academic gather focus from, from my first visit there. I graduated, but 
That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, it is. So what? Um, how would you describe yourself as a college student? I think somewhere in between. Um, I'm not in a fraternity, but I, I study hard. I get pretty good grades, and I also will go to a party here and there. Um, about, I'd say about a party a weekend. I'm not partying on a Tuesday night, but Friday, Saturday, I, I have a good time. I think that's the, see, we, that's the balance that is of the, the balance. two of us. Yeah. Because oh, no, I, I was partying never go every parties. night. You were partying all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably Ryan has found the He's found a good balance. The happy I'm proud medium. of him because it's not an easy thing to do. What is college? I mean, I, I guess you don't have the, you can't compare it with anything before, but what is college life like nowadays? I mean, it's different. I don't, it's different from probably when we were there 20 years ago. Certainly different from when our parents were there. How would you just describe the overall, at least to Davis from your perspective, just the college experience? I mean, my day-to-day, my day-to-day, I'll go through it. Why not? All the way through. I get up early. I'm up at 6.30. First thing I do, and this is true, is flick on the radio.com app, and I'm listening to Ben and Woods. <laughs> right Which up. is probably not typical of a not lot of Davis students. Year old <laughs> thing, but, but, yeah. I love it. It really, it's something I love to do. And then I listen to that right up until my 8 a.m. class. I come back after the 8 a.m. I go back on the podcast and listen to the first hour of Ben, ben Woods so I can listen to Hammer Time. <laughs> and then I usually doze off or do some homework. I usually get on campus around noon or so. If I, I have a class on Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Or I will go to the library. I'll study. I'll go to the Memorial Union, which is like a student center type place. Food and drinks. Um, and then... You know, usually I'll bump into friends there, and maybe I'll go over to a friend's house on a weekday night. I'll doing homework. There's a lot of studying, uh, and then weekends come, and it's see. I played sports growing up. I played soccer and baseball, so weekends were always, always Saturday morning. You play your sport. Sunday you spend time with family or whatever. But it was always very organized. Whereas now that weekend free time can be great, and it can also be daunting. So it's if I'm busy, it's weekends are a blast. If I'm not, it can be. That can be tough. Yeah, Do you support, kind of I mean, the Davis athletic teams? I mean, they've got a, a FCS football team, basketball program, other sports. You so go I, out to any of the games? I announced the baseball games. Oh. Um, oh, awesome. They needed a football announcer this year, so I announced a football game, which was an experience because I'm not a huge football fan. Now, are you doing, um, like, campus radio or are yeah. you doing public address? Yeah, so it's campus radio, KDVS. It's the local Davis student for you, student Ryan. Run. That's awesome. It's really fun. It's a blast. Um, I can say I've called a college football game for a radio station, yeah. which, is, which is, and Davis isn't known for its sports media. It doesn't have a sports major program. I have a friend, you know, I have friends at Indiana. I have friends at all over the country that are at these schools that have really great sports marketing programs, and that's awesome. You know, they're doing really well. I know people that are on air every day, and that's, you know, I'm not doing that, but I also got to jump into it as a freshman. I didn't really have to work for it. Oh, you like baseball? Perfect. Go call the baseball games. You're on. And I really, I'm loving that experience. It's, I think it's really valuable, and I've gotten to see what Don Orsillo and Mark Grant do every day, and they're so good at that. That is the most valuable thing, and I'll tell you, because Ben... Ben, again, he's a politics major, and he called the PA at some yeah, of the we college didn't, we games. Didn't have a, we, didn't call, we didn't have a campus radio station that did any of the sporting events, but I, very similar to Ryan's mm-hmm. experience that, you know, Division three school, it wasn't, it wasn't focused on sports a lot, but we had all the programs, football team, basketball team, and I had had a little public address experience in high school, and I thought, well, this, you know, something I could do, maybe part-time job, you know, if they needed someone, and first, like, week of school i have a class that's actually taught by the athletic director as a freshman seminar on writing and sports 
and I went up to him after class and I said, you know, I've done I've done this a little bit. You know, maybe if you needed someone, you know, women's basketball, whatever, just, you know, later in the year, I'd love to be considered. And he looked at me and said, great. First football games on Saturday. We needed someone. Let's go. I've never I've never done a football game. I've only done basketball. I said, no, it's easy. Don't worry about it. All four years I was there, I was the public address announcer for every sport. I did football, all the volleyball in the in the fall, all the basketball, swim meets, baseball games, um, the entire year long, track meets, whatever they needed. Uh, and I did that for four full And then full when seasons. you came home on break, you worked, you interned at the yeah, radio station. and then that kind of got me into a little more thinking, okay, maybe I do want to do something with this sports casting in my life. And got an internship at uh, the Mighty 690 at the time with the coach John Cantera. And, and then they hired me when I came back from school as a senior just as so a producer. So you don't need to be in a it, yeah, sports media it program. Taking advantage of that opportunity yeah. is... Uh, Perfect way to get started if that's you. what you're interested in. Well, and what you said right there, I mean, it, it parallels a lot of what I'm doing. I mean, I, I don't have Coach John Cantera, but I do have Ben and Woods on uh, 97 through the fan. <laughs> and, you know, you are incredibly nice to me. Paul's great. Woods is the best. Um, you guys are really, really nice to me. You've taken me in under your wing so far, and I do plan on coming and doing something with you, hopefully this summer. We tried last summer, but then there was the – the yeah. station and that was difficult but <laughs> i hope something happens this summer hopefully we'll have no uh, uh, change of station yeah, this coming yeah summer. i don't think so we don't need the heartache <laughs> i don't think that'll happen but i would love to you know do something something along the lines of that at some point i do hope i can i'm supposed to chat with mark grant over lunch or something like that uh you know talk to him maybe at fox sports or something yeah, i know I he seems like know. a good guy <laughs> he actually is yes. I would be, <laughs> they say don't meet your heroes. I would be shocked if Mark Grant wasn't a good guy. <laughs> Too many hours listening to him. I want to talk to Ryan about the camp that he just absolutely is passionate about, but I have to spin, spin the, wheel the wheel first. Spin the wheel first. All right, so, so we're going to so talk about uh, Ryan's Ryan about uh, youth activities in just a second. But first, what we do every, every week on the uh, podcast is Shell spins the wheel of indecision, which is located right at the end of the bar where we record. It's got 24 spots corresponding to the 24 taps here at the Regal Siegel. For people who can't decide what beer they want, they can just let fate decide, as Shelly is doing right now. And for the first time ever in the history of Down at Our Rendezvous, Shell has gotten not a number, but got a Coors Light spot. So not a craft beer. Yes, the great spot. San Diego local, Coors Light. <laughs> it's just a little tiny wedge on the entire wheel, and she's never hit it before. I've never hit it before, but, but you know what? The first time. I'm okay. I guarantee I'm okay she'll drink it, though. I'm okay with a Coors Light. I'm just fine with it. Patty's, like, super excited. So excited. Look at this. Silver not, bullet. Here it comes. I'm not shotgunning it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shotgunning it, though. That's all I have to say. I do like Coors Light. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Shell's not snobby. She loves craft beer, but she's not snobby about beer Listen, there's, there's a place for the... Super light, non-craft, you know, if you're by the pool all day. And it's the perfect space in between IPAs. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's a place It'll make holder. me really appreciate my next beer. <laughs> okay. So you're going to ask uh, Ryan. Like, I don't feel like we need to discuss Coors Light. No, we're done. We're <laughs> done discussing Coors um, Light. We can move on to um, uh, what Ryan yeah. is okay. doing with his camp. Ryan is passionate about this camp, and I just want him to kind of talk about it a little bit then we'll ask questions I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up it's my favorite thing in the world it's called Camp Kesem and it's a free summer camp for kids whose parents have been impacted by cancer so we do it through the UC Davis students run it we raise all the money um, and we put on two weeks of camp and they are 
it's a normal summer camp. There's zip lining and there's the pool and the lake and you do the big swing and the rock climbing. It's all the fun stuff. And then at night we have what are called cabin chats where we sit in a circle with our unit, same age group, and we go in a circle. We can talk about, hey, what was your favorite meal you had today? Eventually throughout the week, the questions get a little bit heavier. Uh, one of my favorite questions is, what would you say if cancer walked in the room in human form right now? And you have a little eight-year-old saying, thank you, because you, this gave me Kesem. And how do you not cry at that? You know, it's, these kids are so strong. Um, I, my 12-year-old camper, uh, who just lost his dad, you know, and he's out here smiling and kicking a goal past me in soccer game, and smiling and laughing, and he lost his dad two weeks before. Mm. And we get to provide that free week and it sounds like I'm this altruistic great kid but I have so much fun I mean it's really I do it for me as much as I do it for them I really have a blast doing it and I it, I'm so grateful honored humbled to be a part of it it's the best best thing so I've ever did done. you become involved with it when you started at Davis yeah so I, I got involved with it last year when I was a freshman one of my really good friends growing up here in Cardiff his older brother was a counselor he lost his dad when he was really young so he had been going as a camper and he was telling me about Kesem. I've never liked being part of a club. I've never liked being part of a group. That's not, I'm not in a fraternity. That's never what I've been about. I went to one meeting and the energy in the room, the, the stories in the room, the, the people, it, it was no doubt about it. I wanted to be a part of it. And it's a really exclusive group because a lot of people apply and not too many can actually get to go to camp. And for whatever reason, I got lucky. They, they picked me as one of them and I'm, it's, hands down the best decision I've made in my life and I don't say that exaggerating <laughs> does, the, does the camp happen once a year yeah so we have we put on two weeks um, it's one week for one set of kids and another week for a different set of kids uh, there are 200 campers that we serve something like that and there are there are chapters all over the country um, okay. so there are I think 125 schools do it Davis is one of the largest we serve most kids I think it is or at least up there and then Tuesday, Giving Tuesday, this next Tuesday is one of our big days. So you'll see Instagram posts okay. from me. You'll see tweets from me. I'm trying to raise a lot of money. Um, I hate asking people for money. I hate it so much. I feel like I've been incredibly spoiled and lucky in my life. And I don't like asking people for things. But this is one cause where I, I throw that little rule out the window. And I try and, I'm trying to raise a lot of money this year. Well, they're lucky to have you because you're so enthusiastic. And I know Padre's Twitter has been super supportive of you and Camp Kesem, so. Is there a website that uh, if anyone listening right now can go to, they want to yeah. just, you know, throw throw down a few bucks, uh, feeling generous on maybe a, a Giving Tuesday? Absolutely. So the website for me is donate.kesem, that's K-E-S-E-M, dot org slash padre. So you get to pick a camp name where the kids only call you by your camp name because we don't want them on our Instagrams right, or Twitter. Right, right, right. I went with Padre. If you know me, I think that's pretty pretty straightforward why I chose the name Padre. And it's a blast. It's so fun having these little little kids yelling, Padre, Padre. <laughs> it makes sense, though, because it's like, padre sucks. like come Padre, like partner, and also like Padre, like dad. Yeah. Because you're like there counselor you and then right. like a dad there. So I get a lot of kids in the Bay Area telling me how terrible the Padres are and how great the Giants <laughs> were and how when they were growing up, the Not Giants. Not for long. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> can't wait till the end of this. My four years, they're gonna, Pods are going to be right up there with them. Um, if there is, are there any Southern California chapters? If any, you know, people are listening that might have kids that they think might this might be something that's good for them. Yeah, UCSD has one. I believe SDSU has a fairly new one, and there's one in Long Beach. I'm sure LA has a few as well. If you're 
if you've been impacted by cancer and you have kids that have been impacted by their parents' cancer, I have not met a single person that has been a part of Kesem that doesn't rave about it. And I really can't recommend it enough. I've been lucky enough to have healthy parents so far, and I, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, I just I can't recommend Kesem enough for anyone that's going through such a terrible thing. Well, we'll for sure share it on our social medias yeah, too sure. on awesome. Tuesday, just to push it out. Now that there I know more, more about it, I, I've seen you talking about it, but I never really got the whole story behind it. So it's uh, sounds like an unbelievably worthy cause. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I gotta say, thank you so much to everyone. Last year, uh, when I went to raise money, I expected thirty-three dollars from people on Twitter. I don't know people on Twitter. I mean, we chat here and there, but it's not like these are my friends and family outside of that right. sphere. And ended up raising over. $3,000, which is still mind-boggling, and I'm trying to do that again. Uh, you know, it takes about $500 to send a kid for a week. So I sent six kids last yeah. year, and I couldn't have done that without... The donations are obviously what made it happen, but retweets are huge too, because that gets the word out there, and I understand that money is can be tight, and there are tons of different financial situations, but even a retweet, a like, a comment, it helps so much just... Spread it, spread it, spread I it. Pro I promise, I will. I, I promise. Have, well, I, I appreciate have, that. I have a feeling that you'll do better this year than you did last year. I just have a, I just have a feeling about so, it. So uh, before we go, uh, we like to ask our guests usually about some of their favorite places to eat and drink. And since you grew up locally here in Cardiff, I'm very curious about what what are some of your family favorites growing up, and uh, you know what uh, places that you've enjoyed. Wait, I want to know first. County. First, okay. are you guys Tonys or Fidels? Great question. Las Olas. <laughs> Backup <laughs> is Fidel's. Okay. We, we go to Las Olas when the line's too long there. We'll drive down to Solana Beach and hit uh, Fidel's. The line's too long there. Then we'll go check out the birds at Tony Jacal's. I like the chips at Fidel's. Yes. It's, now, it's been a long time since. Now, we were Fidel. I was Fidel's. Her family is Fidel's. My family is Tony's. And Ben's family was Tony's. I brought her over to my side. And they converted me to Tony's. <laughs> and I haven't been to Fidel's in probably... We did years. go. To, we, our family did go to Las Olas a lot. Yeah, as well, we, and though. we go to Las Olas. Yeah. We still do go to Las. Olas. Cardiff Beach one, View. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no, know what the Carlsbad yeah, one is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, 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 not Carlsbad. No, no, Cardiff no, doesn't okay. even count. Cardiff, yeah. yeah. Got to be the Cardiff one. Absolutely. So. so we're Las Olas people too. Okay, where else? So I work at Seaside Market, and I love <laughs> Seaside Market. I just it's a so fun to be What's there. What's the right thing to order if you're going like to the deli? Do they have a signature sandwich? Cardiff crack sandwich. Cardiff crack sandwich. Okay. The tri tip. The number of times I have heard people say, I tried your tri-tip and it was so good and I came back and people drive from all over the state, all over the country for this tri-tip. It is so good. It's it a blast very, to be there. Good. You get an ocean view at work. I love working there over the summer. Um, I love Pipes, the cafe. Yep. Uh, VG's Donuts. Ever run into Trevor Hoffman at Pipes? I've seen him at Pipes. I've yeah. seen him at Seaside. I've yeah. seen him at El Pueblo. That's another good place. Yep. Good we like El Pueblo. Pueblo is definitely my jam. And it's 24 hours. So you come home late night from a Padres game. That's the only place open. Well, Ben will go like on his way home from work. It's not a good, TV, not a good eating habit. But a bean and cheese burrito at like 12:15 oh. in the morning. Occasionally after a rough, done that. rough oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, pretty solid for me. Especially Plus, if, if you I need gas. Yeah, it's always <laughs> like, can I can I time it so I run out of gas right in Cardiff? <laughs> and while I'm just there filling up, might as well might as well grab a burrito. Yeah, I get that. I only really go in Cardiff now that I think about it. Oh, Borden Brew. Is fantastic. Anywhere else I go, Las Olas, I mentioned that. VG's, 
I like Best One. That's a fun environment. Yep. I'm re- just naming the Cardiff Plaza there. That's I know all I'm you really, really are. Have you been? You've been to Best Pizza. Yeah. It's okay. It's a fun environment. I have a lot of friends that work there. I um, like their. I think it's salads. overrated. I got a burger there one time and it was. Oh no! no I don't. Well, it's pizza. I know, so. but I, I think <laughs> East Coast pizza is better. Oh yeah, East Coast Again, pizza is Cardiff. great. Yeah. All in Cardiff. Um. Trying to think what else is in Cardiff though. Oh well, Bump Coffee. Have you been to Bump I Coffee? I haven't been there. I'm well, not a coffee drinker. Right, but they have empanadas. Okay. Okay. So go to get the empanadas. They're right next to the VG's. tattoo parlor. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. yeah. In the same same shopping center. I gotta go. So yeah. now, um, how old are you now, Ryan? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. All right. So we're not gonna offer you a a beer. Root here. beer. Yeah. Root beer only. So root beer and water. You carry yourself a little bit older, though. I will say that you just—you uh, probably don't, don't. You probably wouldn't get ID necessarily everywhere you went. I think you could. Pass in a college town, I would. In a college Davis, town, maybe, but somewhere else probably wouldn't. But uh, lunch is on us. Uh, thank you so much for coming down to the Regal Siegel. We've really enjoyed this conversation, and I know. Well, it'll bump our numbers up because Padres <laughs> fans will yeah. have to hear more about Ryan Cohen. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Self-interest here. This is really fun for me too. <laughs> we never got to talk to Patty about our bowling victory. Oh yeah, with the Regal Seagull earlier, but we yeah, went oh. the other night. Mason or Urge? It yeah, was Urge, Mason. Cra- uh, Urge Common House in um, San Marcos. Yeah, Mason Illworks kind of put together a special after the beer week. Event for Did someone to say bowling for some of their oh, my favorite sport. <laughs> for I'm some, the best at bowling <laughs> for some of their their friends, their bars that did beer week events with them, right? Yeah. And then you guys invited Ben and and me to bowl we're, with, with you. The ringer. We were ringers. Because you probably we're so good at bowling. you probably regretted invite, inviting me. No, Shell. Actually, you know what? You did what you did exactly what was needed. Exactly what was needed. We came in fourth place. We just scraped into the playoffs, <laughs> and we ended up winning it all. I and know. And then we, we won snuck it all. in at second place into the finals, and then snuck in as first place after the finals. It was um, it was a, an amazing underdog victory. It by really the Regal was. Seagull team. The Regal the Seagull tournament. won first place, and the Regal Beagle won second place. We just needed a dancer. Yes, we. If Brian, if had only been there, I could have provided an answer. If, if Brian had been there, I might have bowled better in my second game. It was a really rough second game for me, but then I came back and got a couple spares. Do they have screens so. there? Big screens for they, me to dance on. They do have big. They well, have big I mean, they, they only dance right, for big TVs right, right in front right, of the lanes. Right, right next to the score, where you keep the score in the bowling, and then right next to the big screens. Yeah, so. you don't need that like we'll visual of the strike. It could have just been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's the celebratory That's strike you want to see. I promise. Absolutely. So yeah, that was thank you. We wanted to thank you, Patty, for including yeah, us on the team. Yeah, thank you for including us. We had a lot of fun. No, that was a tremendous amount of fun. I'm glad we were able to do something fun together that was outside of the seagull. That really was great camaraderie event and the picture said it all yeah oh the picture i have to i don't know did you see the picture i posted on twitter i think i did it was a bunch of you it's not a great picture of me oh but then i zoomed oh, in on ben laughing i did see this i saw this <laughs> i thought Maniacally he was incredibly like, happy like, like crazy that. laughing somehow <laughs> he does it's so funny that's the most animated i've ever seen ben it was awesome I know, that's what I, when it's i looked so at it i'm like i've never seen him laugh that it's hard so funny okay i don't even know that i was laughing all right uh, we're done uh, ryan Thanks for stopping by. For Ryan Cohen, Michelle, I'm Ben. Thanks for joining us this edition on Down at Our Rendezvous. Down at Our Rendezvous. Down at Our Rendezvous.